the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump today set to sign executive orders to extend certain benefits that expired under the CARES Act. And on a final day yesterday, that self-imposed deadline for negotiations. They broke down Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin taking part. The chief and I will recommend to the president, based upon uh, our lack of activity today, to move forward with some executive orders. And as Greg Clugson reports, that's exactly what the president's been preparing to do. The president blamed Democratic leaders on Capitol Hill for the lack of progress in relief bill negotiations. Tragically, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer continue to insist on radical left-wing policies. If no agreement is reached, the president president said he'll sign executive orders that defer payroll taxes and extend enhanced jobless benefits to the end of the year. That's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton, and this is SRN News. Mark Levin sees America on the move. Nobody wants to live in a major big city anymore. Nobody. And when the coronavirus hit, I told you, these cities are now going to depopulate. And then on top of that, the riots, now they're really going to depopulate. And you know what's happening? They're depopulating. People who can get out can't get out fast enough. Of course, they're going to go to the suburbs and vote Democrat because a lot of these people are just plain stupid. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM Tovey to the Patriot Intelligent Radio just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg. Coming up next, the numbers are in, and we've really been a blessing to our community. We have raised over $37,000 for the Salvation Army. On behalf of the AM Tovey to the Patriot team and the Salvation Army, we thank you. Forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center looks like this. Mostly sunny and a high of 87 for the day. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, found on the web at that very address, shotinthedark.info. Almost daily for low this past Going on 19 years now. I think we've just turned the corner and we're on the second half of year uh, 18. Heading for 19 years rather shortly to be uh, heading for the uh, completing two decades of dominating Twin Cities well, local to regional blog. I mean, Powerline, Hot Air, they're pretty big, but I'm eh, kind of a big deal too. I mean, in a very D-list kind of way. This broadcast going on 17 years of dominating Twin Cities media 
of all kinds, uh, bringing the truth, the unvarnished, really in its own way, not only the highest form of, of art, but journalism. Or the other way around. We're the highest form of journalism. I mean, we report the news without embellishment. We have point of view, but, but we don't skew the truth in any way. We don't need to. The truth is conservative. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you see that liberals even start to realize this, even if they won't say it out loud. For example, the most successful cable television series of this last 10 years, all in all, is what? Well, maybe Breaking Bad, but right up there in the top three, The Walking Dead, which is a universe which obeys rules that are, if not necessarily palatable, certainly in line with a Hobbesian universe around which much of conservatism is designed to fight against. It's it's all out there, folks. The truth is conservative, folks, and that's what we bring you every week. Myself, Brad Carlson. Heard every uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we've been dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo Twin Cities radio, as long, and all media really, as long as anyone can honestly remember. And there's a few people on the air who were on the air before we went on the air, but not that many. Anyway... I say the truth is conservative, and yeah, there's a certain amount of smack talk involved there. And on the other hand, it's also absolutely correct to a geometric fault. And you might say, well, how do you figure that, Berg? And I say, well, look at reality around you. Minneapolis, it it doesn't need to be repeated, but I'll repeat anyway, has been governed for 60 years by people who, well, by the DFL, I mean, it's been a one-party city since, I think, the early 1980s. There hasn't been an elected Republican official in uh, Minneapolis city government since before I moved to Minneapolis. When did I move to Minneapolis? Kind of at the height of Prince's career. When Bob Stinson was still playing for the replacements. Uh, At the beginning of Ronald Reagan's second term, if that helps you home in on it just a little bit here i moved i moved to town nine months after ronald reagan was sworn in for his second term that should help you place it just a tad or if you're under the age of maybe it won't i've been here a long time and there hasn't been a republican within spitting distance of government in minneapolis as long as i've been here st paul slightly different there was a republican on the school board for some time Uh, He passed away, and he wasn't replaced by a Republican, let's just say. And Norm Coleman, who basically became a Republican after the DFL kicked him out for being, well, too moderate, which is what happens to moderates in the DFL, as we will no doubt see uh, in in the 5th Congressional District coming up soon. Oh, more on that in a moment here. It's been an interesting week as far as that's concerned. But my point being, reality is conservative. I mean, you can fight it if you want, but reality, whether that reality be expressed as the immutable laws of physics or the semi-mutable laws of economics, will not be denied. It will not respond to, to policy, no matter how shrill and insistent. And for this, we go to the city of Minneapolis for an example. Minneapolis, again, 60 years of DFL control in the mayor's office. 
probably over 40 years since there's been much more than a moderate DFLer in office. And by the way, by moderate DFLer, we're talking the likes of Walt Diedzik. And granted, he was he was in the city council, yeah, before he went to the uh, state house, and he was. A moderate DFLer, sort of in the mold of Rudy Perpich or, or, or who's the other one? Walter Mondale, sort of, kind of. Union guy. The, the, the private sector union guys, like you used to find in St. Paul, the, the Norm Coleman types, the pro-life, pro-assault rifle wing of the DFL, who have been flushed from the party for decades. That's as far to the right as you'd be able to get. In Minneapolis, to say uh, St. Paul, to say nothing of Minneapolis, which is, believe it or not, somewhere to St. Paul's left, historically speaking. They have been foisting policies on the city for decades. Three and a half decades that I can name for you right now. Uh, and and that, that have basically, that, that have prospered to the extent that that, that there's always somebody else's money to spend as long as there is someone else's money to spend. And for decades, there has been plenty of other people's money to spend. And so people who, mayors and city councils uh, from the left, people like uh, Betsy Hodges and uh, R.T. Ryback and Sharon Sales Belton, which takes us back to, I don't know, the early 2000s, late 1990s. People who we considered far to the left at the time, who are too far to the center to get nominated in the DFL today, as, as Jacob Fry may well be come the next election time, uh, they're far to the, 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 mainstream, uh, the left of mainstream Minnesota. They are uh, to the right of today's mainstream, well, at least the political class of the DFL, and they have governed accordingly, starting with things like squeezing down traffic lanes to make way for bikes and traffic calming, meaning car harassment, uh, to, to try and make uh, Minneapolis as unamenable, as hostile as possible to drive a car in, and successfully, by the way, uh, to adopting the Minneapolis 2040 plan, which is essentially designed to drive out, uh, literally, drive out single-family dwellings and, and turn Minneapolis into a high-density city along the lines of a New York or a Boston. And then getting into lunacy like we saw this past early summer with talk of defunding the Minneapolis Police Department, turning the Minneapolis Police Department into something very, very different than it has been, which is not to say some changes aren't necessary and some self-examination isn't important among official bodies like the police department. But reality is conservative. And as the political class in Minneapolis drives harder and harder to the left, to the point where the likes of Alandra Cano and Lisa Bender are now the mainstream, the mainstream is holding out for its own way here. This came out in Channel 4 this past week, out on Channel 4 this past uh, Wednesday. Downtown Minneapolis is at risk of losing dozens of businesses. Cruising through downtown Minneapolis these days is not what it was. On some stretches, the largest city of the state looks more like a ghost town. Oh, you got there. By the way, this is from Susan Littlefield, Susan Elizabeth Littlefield of Channel 4. I'm quoting her. Quote, this is by far the biggest challenge I've ever seen in my 20 years of owning businesses downtown, said Eric Forsberg, who owns Devil's Advocate and two other downtown restaurants. They've been closed since COVID-19 started and crime multiplied. 
multiplied. Oh yeah, up two hundred and fifty percent in some parts of Minneapolis. Uh, back to Ms. Uh, Ms. Littlefield. Uh, a new survey by the Downtown Council shows forty-five business owners say they're considering leaving downtown, citing the lack of people working or socializing downtown and the idea that the police department could be dismantled. Although they won't say which businesses are considering pulling out of downtown, the council says one of the businesses employs six hundred people. That's going to mean a lot of empty spaces. Quote. We're seeing a lot of restaurants taking a hit right now, end quote, said realtor Chris Lindahl. I've heard of him somewhere. Uh, he says to expect shared kitchens for restaurants and smaller spaces in general. Quote, we're seeing business owners wanting to eliminate the overhead, especially in a world where it looks like there's going to be more hybrid approach happening and people are going to be working from home. Business owners and companies are looking to downsize, he says. Yeah, one company with uh, which remains unnamed but has 600 employees downtown is uh, thinking about packing up, moving to a smaller office, and getting out of downtown among 40-some businesses found in this survey. I could name you a few right now myself. Uh, I won't but uh, because it's all under-the-table information. But businesses are fleeing Minneapolis. And, and it used to be one of those things that, that, that progressives would say, hey, look, where are all the, the big businesses located? Are they out in South Dakota? Are, are, they in the, the, are, are they in Iowa? Some of them are. But have they been packing up and leaving to, to lower budget places? Well, in a sense, no, they weren't. Up before COVID, up before the riots, uh, it, the Twin City downtown areas, Minneapolis and St. Paul, were great places to have a headquarters to give your CEO a corner office looking out over the skyline, uh, to have your white-collar administrative staff working in high-rise space. When was the last time you saw a manufacturing facility built in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis or St. Paul? Warehouses, maybe. Manufacturing? Oh, that's all bugged out for Burnsville and and Cottage Grove and, and, and Forest Lake, Lino Lakes. That's where all the manufacturing is. That's where all the, the space-intensive stuff is. People in commercial real estate are starting to panic right now, and with good reason. People are seeing that the main reason to have offices downtown isn't there anymore. I know of at least one significant organization for which I once worked uh, that has had offices for one department of some close to 300 people downtown. They were building it out new open plan offices that basically the epidemic incubators, we called them even then. I mean, a, a, a case of the sniffles would rocket around and, and get 150 people sick inside of a couple of days back uh, last year or so. No more of that. Uh, you can see that space, uh, four floors of it in a prime downtown building uh, coming up vacant before too terribly long here. Plans, big dreams, lots of big talk. That's progressive. Reality? <laughs> Reality's conservative here, folks. Hey, speaking of reality, uh, Governor Waltz's mask mandate is not it. When we come back from break, we'll be talking with Kim Crockett from the uh, from the uh, <laughs> from the American Center of the American Experiment. That's it. That's what we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network about a lawsuit against the mask mandate. Go nowhere. Be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. 
We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. American pressure. How is your day going? I hope it's going great. But if your pressure washer's down on pressure, you've got a leaky hose or some other problem, we want to be the first people you call. Call us at 763-521-4442. That's 763-521-4442. We've got parts, equipment in stock, and we've got the knowledge to help you. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join us. And sincerely, I hope you do. It would be great to have you here. If you don't like going on the phone, you can join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show via either channel. Operators are standing by. Hey, don't forget, Salem Now is the best streaming platform there is. And you don't need a monthly feed. You can watch movies like Uncle Tom or Selfie Dad or No Safe Spaces. The Patterns of Evidence series, all on demand. There's also Dennis Prager's The Holy Land Experience and Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. Plus, archive video from the War for America's Soul Tour. Hey, I was there. Live music and much, 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 much more. Go to SalemNow.com. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, joining us next is uh, Kim Crockett, who, uh, by the way, is with the Minnesota Voters Alliance uh, in, in this case. Uh, Kim, welcome back to the broadcast here. 
Hey, thank you, Mitch. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't been at the center since last summer. I'm at Charlemagne Institute, which publishes Intellectual Takeout. There's about 10 million uh, readers at Intellectual Takeout, among other publications. But uh, my co-plaintiff in this particular case is Minnesota Voters Alliance with Andy Ah. Silick and others. And I'm suing in my individual capacity as a citizen voter in Minnesota. So That's right. It's a good thing me. I checked. You, you, you blink, you're going to miss something out there. So apologize for that, Kim Crockett. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So like, you mentioned the lawsuit, and that's why we're here, of course. Uh, you are yeah. uh, engaging in litigation against uh, the administration about the mask mandate. Tell us a little bit about uh, about the background of the case and uh, what you are suing for. Right. Well, one of the things people. Um, have started to notice recently is there is a 1963 criminal statute on the books here in Minnesota that makes it a a crime to go walking around in a mask. It's come up in a number of contexts, um, and it is it is a law under which people get arrested. Uh, prosecutions aren't very common, but it's uh, Minnesota statute 609.735. Well, I want to vote in person. Uh, for both the primary and the general this year. Um, The the problem is that the governor under his, uh, I think it's latest, now it's his latest pronouncement, edict, I call it, uh, (laughs) Executive Order 20-81, insists that I wear a mask at the poll. So, whether you're a, a citizen voter or a lawyer like me, you say, okay, on the one hand, it's a crime for me to wear a mask into a polling place because it's a strict liability statute, Mitch. There's no intent, you know, behind it. It's just strict liability. And on the other hand, you have this uh, edict coming from the governor. Well, I want to, as I said, I want to vote in person. Uh, I'm under the threat of prosecution exercising my First Amendment rights, no matter what I do. So I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't under the law. Um, and, and so we brought a lawsuit. Uh, we had hoped to get uh, an injunction for the, for the primary this Tuesday, but the timing was just too tight. So this is aimed at um, actually the general election. Um, but why, why are we doing this? Well, it's a, it's a real problem in the event that Keith Ellison or, or um, others decide to prosecute Minnesotans. And I don't think that's a crazy idea right now. Um, no, we're, we're seeing a lot of selective prosecution here in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, don't hold a rodeo, but feel free to pull over a statue uh, on public property. It, it's, who, there's no rhyme right. or reason to it. Go ahead. Well, we have become a lawless state. Um, you know, people say, Kim, what's going on? And I say, well, we've become a lawless state. Uh, and one of the things I want to come back and talk to you and your listeners about at some point is um, there's election law statutes like the requirement that you have a ballot board to count um, absentee ballots uh, staffed by people who are from the two major parties, just to make sure that it all goes well. It's a law that Pawlenty signed in, uh, signed, you know, a number of years ago now, and we're not uniformly um, obeying that law across jurisdictions here in Minnesota. Things like that. So we've become selective as a state, 
uh, particularly in democratically controlled areas. Um, So what are we trying to do? What we're trying to do besides deal with this conflict is point to the fact that the governor has not gone to the legislature on this matter or others. He's been operating as a monarch now for months. Um, In Minnesota Statute 12.31, which people are probably familiar with now, is the law governing emergency powers here in Minnesota. And our point is that it's unconstitutional because it puts him in this continuous loop of doing his own emergency power because um, the law requires a majority of the House and the Senate and the legislature to pull that authority. Well, look at what we have right now. It's a defect. They didn't anticipate this situation when, and I think this is an original, or or the um, the statute uh, didn't anticipate um, you know where we were, which is where you have one party uh, colluding with the other party. One party controls one of the chambers and colluding with the governor's office, so that we are deprived as a state, all of us of good representation by our elected officials. And Ryan Winkler even conceded this point on the floor of the House this year when he and Jim, uh, Representative Jim Nash from Waconia, were debating it. He said, yeah, this isn't good. The legislature is being left out of really important decisions. Yeah, so I think the Constitution- that is unconstitutional, Mitch. It's my observation that the Minnesota Constitution assumed a level of integrity among state officials, that they would act in the state's best interest in terms of peacetime emergencies, as opposed to using it as a wedge to gain complete power and the complete control of the knobs and level levers of government, uh, a, a level of integrity we haven't seen from, from Governor Klink. Now, Kim, I'm going to just play devil, devil's... Sorry. Oh, I said Governor Klink. I'm sorry. I don't know how that leaked out there. Oh, God! Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a moment here, Kim Crockett. Now, if you look at the, the law, or at least I have looked at, at the relevant statute regarding the face coverings, I, I'm not going to contest the idea that creating a, a laws that, that make people criminals because of the contradictions with other laws is immoral, and it's not something government should be doing. Absolute no, no argument there. But there's an exception in the law for wearing masks that are part of some sort of medical treatment. It, could it not be argued right. that a mask mandate is sort of a, a massive prescription for the state of Minnesota? It's not, a, it's not a treatment in the normal sense of the word, not at all. They didn't think right. that through. Um, they, they, uh, it, a treatment is something that you do to actively address a medical condition. And we talk right. about that in our brief. Um, we we cover that, but no, it doesn't fall under that exception. It, it, the, uh, the criminal statute also anticipates certain exceptions, but voting isn't one of them. You know, they anticipate that it might be Halloween, for example, um, or that, yeah, you're wearing it for medical reasons. Um, but, um, um, at the end of the day, what you have uh, are, two, are two contradictory laws. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And yep. Secretary of State Steve, Steve Simon has issued a memorandum to election judges that says, um, and this is from the election, this is from the executive order, excuse me, um, if voters insist on coming in without a mask, 
you cannot interfere with their right to vote. That's good. Yep. But if they insist on voting without a mask on, you need to report them to the state for prosecution. You have to write it down in your log and report it at the end of the voting day uh, for prosecution. And so that would go to, um, you know, Allison's office or perhaps uh, the county attorney's office. So you can shield we yourself have election from such judges who've expressed great anxiety over the thought that they have to turn in their neighbors. Um, yeah. and, and by the way, Mitch, we're not weighing in one way or another on the mask issue. We really aren't. Yeah. What we're saying is we wanted our state legislature to make that decision, not one man. Oh, you know, this isn't one man government. We're guaranteed under Minnesota's constitution representative government, and this isn't it. Yeah. Uh, all of Minnesota's, uh, I'm not always going to say conservatives, but really all Minnesotans who value self-government and, and the ideals under which this, this constitutional republic was framed need to follow the example of the gun rights movement who foresaw some of this five years ago and, and got a bipartisan uh, passage of a law that forbade the governor from doing this sort of thing with gun rights in Minnesota, and for that we can all be thankful. And I think this is a lesson that all well, Minnesotans. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, well we can we'll talk more about that because we're going to have to fix this. Yeah, we're going to have to fix a lot of things, and and we're going to have to win an election to do it. Kim Crockett, we're almost yeah. out of time for this segment here, and I know you've got to move on, do other stuff here. So do we, but uh, do, do stay in. Yeah, do stay in touch with us about this, and uh, I'd love to hear more as this, as this hopefully moves forward here, because it's uh, having government put uh, citizens between immovable forces and invincible objects, or the other way around, is completely immoral. It's an abuse of government power, and it's something we need to, we need to fix, Kim Crockett. Best of luck in your lawsuit. Thank you. We'll talk Abs- to Absolutely. We'll talk about this again. I I know Andy will be in touch as appropriate. Kim Crockett, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll be talking with Matt Ryder, who's attempting a different legal strategy, uh, taking another shot at the removal of Governor Waltz. Oh, yeah, we'll be back to that. It's, It's an uphill battle, but that's what makes it interesting, folks. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. So stay tuned, 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our weekend special. Save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing and free premium delivery on most beds when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, 
Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with everything in our toolkit working for you digital audio mobile even audience engaging contests and promotions contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers at twincitiestuitions.com we recognize that this school year was a little different for you with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Blue Ox Air. Right now, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering a legendary $49 air conditioner tune-up. For $49, a fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. If your AC unit needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. And don't forget to ask about the Blue Ox No Breakdown Guarantee. Log on to GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Or you can join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Hey, don't forget, we just launched recently our daily newsletter, the Daybreak Insider. It's your first look at today's top stories. You can get a rapid-fire look at today's news from a conservative viewpoint. Detailed, yet also concise. Just bite-sized reading for the beginning of your day. So if you only have a couple minutes to catch up on today's top news before signing on to work or doing the voodoo you do, we've created the Daybreak Insider just for you. Subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword subscribe, am1280thepatriot.com. The gateway to all that is good that we have any control over here at Salem Twin Cities. So... Uh, Kim Crockett and the Minnesota Voters Alliance involved in a lawsuit against the mask mandate, which puts voters in an untenable, illegal position. Uh, one of many that uh, have arisen from the uh, de- rule by decree that we have here in the Minnesota uh, state of Minnesota. Another way of, of dealing that potentially getting rid of the governor. It's an uphill battle, but fighting that battle with us again. Uh, Matt Ryder joins us. Matt, welcome back to the Northern Alliance. How are you doing today? Hey, doing great and honored to be back. Thanks for having me again. It's, it's an honor to have you here. And boy, something about every time I run into you, it's swelteringly humid and tropically hot out. Last time I saw you was, what, <laughs> two, three weeks ago out in, uh, out, out in uh, uh, west of Mankato at the Elephant in the Room gig where it was, uh, it was uh, cool hand Luke level heat and humidity. But it uh, seems, to, seems to go with the territory here, Matt. It certainly does, and you guys made a great night of it, so uh, so that helped uh, put a little bit of break on the heat there. And, yeah, great to talk to you again, and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we get the good stuff here soon. 
So this is, yeah, speaking of the good stuff, yeah, here's uh, more of that coming up. Now, last time we talked, which was going on uh, four or five weeks ago, you were working on an effort to start a to start the removal of Governor Waltz. Tell us a little bit about the the first round of efforts, and then we'll move up to current events here, Matt. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, our first effort did get dismissed. And to remind listeners a little bit about the process, before we can even get on to gathering, you know, the thousands of signatures needed to trigger a recall election, the Supreme Court actually needs to decide, you know, if the petition alleges enough specific facts to merit a recall. And, you know, what we learned in the first um, effort there is just how much of that specificity has to be on the one-page document that is the petition that people will sign. And so, unfortunately, you know, the, the lesson learned there was that we didn't have uh, specific enough claims in there, but we did get some hints from the ruling that had the claim title a little bit more specificity, there was certainly uh, some some openings there uh, which could prove, uh, you know, fatal towards Wall's defense. Yep. Yeah, there have to be matters of law. The, the governor has to be alleged credibly to have violated some rules. Not just You can't just not want the governor to be there. That's, uh, that's, that's the world of litigation. You can file a suit over anything you want, but the judges get kind of picky about that kind of thing. So coming back around for another effort here, Matt Ryder, what, uh, what's changing this time around? Yeah, well, and, you know, what is so interesting about this particular process is even though, um, you know, in the supporting materials that we submitted to the court, we made very uh, great claims and specific facts. The ruling was that all those had to be put on the one-page form. And so, uh, you know, it, that's kind of an odd thing, right? Like, uh, oh, if, you know, you don't fit your uh, complaint to the police department in a little, you know, section about, uh, you know, four inches by four inches wide, they're not going to investigate your crime. You know, that, that's like a little absurd, but that is how the process for recall works, yep. basically. And so we, uh, this time around, we do have very specific claims and claimants. And just a couple examples, uh, we have the owners from the Shady's Bars and Title Boxing um, specifically named their businesses and them as owners named on that petition form. We also call out the specific act uh, by the mayor of New Brighton threatening people. Uh, if you remember back then, Walls had started to open things back up, but had a, a higher level of restriction on churches. And the mayor of New Brighton basically was telling uh, people if they, if they went to church too early, she'd uh, have them arrested. And so we got those specific claims in there. And, uh, you know, with, with the supporting materials uh, that we're able to file behind that and, and elaborate a little bit more on that. Uh, we're very hopeful that that will force the judge's hand in, in at least moving this into the public hearing phase where we can get even more of the information out there uh, for the Supreme Court justice to review. So uh, we're, we're eagerly awaiting right now. We've put in our supporting case materials. The governor has put in their uh, motion to dismiss again. And probably by uh, this coming Friday, the chief justice is going to have to make that ruling, either keep it going to uh, that public hearing or, or dismiss it, and in which case uh, we will be uh, back at the drawing board, but uh, certainly not giving up at that point. So the process after that, if you get past the Supreme Court, then you have 90 days to get uh, 750,000 signatures on a petition to have a recall election. And at that point, uh, if you get your 750,000 valid signatures, which means something like probably 850,000 total, because some of them are going to be duplicates, some of them are going to be uh, Charlie Brown, whatever. Uh, and then yeah. we have a recall election. So, so 
tell me a little bit about the uh, preparations to, to mount the logistic effort that's going to be needed to get that many signatures in 90 days. Yeah, yeah. Well, just as, as I've calculated, we only need 647,000, but uh, we'll, we'll still probably shoot for a, a much bigger number, as, as you're mentioning there. Um, we'll make sure we get um, plenty on, on the docket there. And, and I'm just elated to be able to share, you know, that Action for Liberty, who I hope many of your listeners are familiar with. They're uh, an organization here in Minnesota um, fighting on many fronts uh, to advance uh, individual freedoms and constitutional rights for Minnesotans. Um, they are our logistical backbone at this point. Um, you know, uh, us, just a bunch of commoners uh, with, without a lot of uh, political experience behind us, uh, are the ones who got this effort going. And we knew right away we didn't want to handle money and we didn't um, have, you know, all of the, the know-how uh, to do a big operation like this. And uh, Action for Liberty has uh, really stepped up and they've already been out there um, getting the word out, uh, you know, with, with paid advertising, video content, and they'll also have the, the type of, uh, you know, uh, online signature capability, if, if we're able to collect that way, which we sure think we will be able to, um, and then, you know, really ramp up the publicity after the Supreme Court process. So here's the big question. Uh, obviously, things are, are very much at, at a high level, sort of in the star chamber that is the Minnesota Supreme Court at this point in the process. Uh, how can people help out now as opposed to after hopefully a favorable ruling here? What, is there any help that, that uh, the average listener can give your effort now while we're still in the, uh, in the, in the lawyering phase? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing they can do is they can go to actionforliberty.com, and there's a whole section dedicated to the recall effort. And on there, they can make sure that their email address is on file so they get updates along the way about how they can help, um, as well as they could donate there or express an interest in volunteering. We have signs now available, so they can get information on how to get a yard sign out there. You know, there's so many people still uh, that would support this movement who maybe won't uh, become aware of it in the traditional online uh, medium. So getting signs out there um, and eventually maybe a literature job uh, drops through that organization are all ways that we can really build the momentum to be ready to collect signatures as, as fast as possible. Where can people go to get involved in this effort? Do we have any place for them to, uh, to get themselves uh, into the hopper for helping out with this effort uh, if we hopefully get to that point? Absolutely. So www.actionforliberty.com slash recall underscore walls. Or if you just go to actionforliberty.com, you can uh, follow the links on, on the top there and get to it. And then for a little more information about uh, the effort, you can also go straight to recallwalls.org. Recallwalls.org. I will post that link at shotinthedark.info uh, when I get a moment here, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, uh, so by all means, keep us up to date. As you think this is going to be going to the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the initial round of motions uh, this week here yet, then, as I recall that correctly? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things is we're also lining up subsequent uh, petitions in case uh, this isn't the one. We're very hopeful that this is the one and it moves forward. Um, but just to make it clear to the, the governor and to the Supreme Court that um, there are so many violations and infringements uh, of, of law and on people's rights uh, that, that are in the, the background here, uh, that there is a good queue of, of attempts in order here. And, you know, I'd, I remind people, this is, uh, you know, this is the way to bring walls to justice. I'm so grateful you mentioned the voter alliance lawsuit, and uh, there's the new uh, House Republican lawsuit as well that are, you know, they're trying to put the fire out now. 
But we got to bring the arsonist to justice eventually. And, and I really appreciate your help getting the word out there and, and everything uh, that you do on your show as well to help people be aware of, of this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. By all means, uh, keep us informed here. Uh, keep us up on this here. Definitely want to keep following up on, on this because it is, it is an uphill battle. Uh, it absolutely is, Matt Ryder. But uh, if it was easy, ever we doing it? I mean, the American Revolution wasn't uh, easy either. So, uh, so best of luck to you, and uh, here's hoping uh, we can make the, get this thing uh, on to the next step here. Uh, Matt Ryder, thank you very much. I will post the link to recallwalls.org uh, as soon as I get a second here. Thank you for coming on the broadcast with us today. Let's talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks again for having me. Have a great day. Absolutely. Matt Ryder from uh, recallwalls.org. I will post that at shotinthedark.info. Go nowhere. We come back. Doug Willits running for Minnesota State Senate in, uh, well, in, in our backyard. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Attention, this is a real estate ad. If you are thinking of buying or selling, please listen closely. My name is Alex Hartman of REMAX Results. I am a like-minded, loyal listener to this radio station. I have a proven track record of results, having sold thousands of homes over 30-plus years. But most important, in this day and age of big real estate teams pushing crazy gimmicks and guarantees, when you call me, you get me and only me. No gimmicks, no anonymous team members, just one-on-one service and results. When you work with me, you can rest assured the buck stops right here. I have your back. I'm the only agent you communicate with from start to finish. I'm 100% accountable to you. So if you're thinking of buying or selling this season and you like the idea of working with an agent who shares your views, an agent who will work diligently on your behalf every step of the way, then call me today for a free no-obligation consultation. Just go to resultsbyalex.com, resultsbyalex.com. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Again, that's resultsbyalex.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World, AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, we've got photos, we've got videos from our events, we've got news when we have events, which will happen again. We've got some doozies in the, uh, in the backlog here. Stay tuned for those. Once uh, people can go out in public and get together again, we're going to bring it back with a vengeance. Also, news updates, live streaming, maybe a selfie or two, but not from me. Homie, don't play that. Anyway, we got the latest and greatest way to connect with the Patriot. Just follow us on Instagram. That's kind of Brad's thing, not mine so much. But who knows? You can teach an old dog new tricks. I'll have to maybe learn them here. Simply search for AM1280 The Patriot on Instagram. By all means, do. Join us again. Speaking of the Patriot, is the fellow running for Senate, Minnesota State Senate specifically, in our very district, in our station's backyard. Uh, Doug Willits joins us again here. Doug, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for having me again. I uh, just got done door knocking a little bit ago. It was really hot and really humid. Yeah, this is the the kind of day that separates the wheat from the chaff campaign-wise, isn't it? It's uh, How's the campaign going, Doug? It's going well, except for the humidity, uh, but that's a Minnesota thing. And no, it's going well. Uh, we're uh, we're out there door knocking. We're uh, raising some money, uh, doing the digital stuff, whatever that is. I, I'm I'm trying. I'm feeling my way through that. I'm probably less apt at it than you are. Yeah, I'm not running for office. I only have to be as uh, <laughs> I only have to have be so good at the sort of thing. But uh, no, it's it's how the battles fought these days for sure. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, what are you hearing from the voters of District 51? Uh, what's, uh, how's, how's things out on the streets these days? Well, it's going well. The, uh, so many people are, uh, the, the COVID thing is, is the big thing. And uh, I, I find uh, even at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday, there's a lot of people home. And uh, I think that uh, they're really worried about that. Uh, how do we recover from that? And that's a big worry, and it should be something that we're all worried about. And I think that a lot of people are looking at the law and order aspect of it right now also uh, and the lack of law and order, and they're very, very concerned about that. Just here in Egan this last week, we had uh, the uh, at the Central Park, the statues got uh, the police statue got tagged with some graffiti and along with a band shell. And that's just we need to understand that that's unacceptable. Yeah, I caught that on your Facebook page. This is not the sort of behavior one is is prone to expect in places like like Egan, Burnsville, Invergrove Heights, and the like. This is the the the, the, the disorder is starting to kind of crash up against the shores of well, the burbs, the places established to provide the kind of order that people are looking for. I mean, what what have you been hearing about the the decline in public order that you're starting to see even out in Egan of all places? Uh, it's just that people are very worried about it and they want to know that there's somebody somewhere that's that's hears it that hears their concern and I, I hear it and uh, we have to give uh, the credit where the credit's due. I mean the Egan Police Department and uh, the Burnsville Police Department have done a pretty good job of, of, of keeping that under control. Uh, a few weeks ago when the unrest was happening uh, here in Egan, they kept it out of Egan pretty well. Uh, there were a couple of 
times where the uh, outlet mall was threatened and, yep. the, and the police were able to deploy there. Uh, I didn't go see it or anything like that. I stayed out of the way. But I, they deployed there. I don't know how many deployed, and they, 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 they stopped anybody from going to the outlet mall uh, in, in huge, large numbers. And that's a good thing. Yeah, that was. there's not much to, to look at with favor over the rioting that happened two months ago. But if I got to say anything, and it's, it's rare, rarer still that I say anything positive about the, the government of St. Paul. But in all of the listening to Tim Walt, uh, to Governor Klink and to uh, Mayor McDreamy uh, equivocating and, and pulling out the troops away from the rioters and, and surrendering the third precinct, it was great to see two things. Number one, Minneapolis, uh, sorry, rather St. Paul's police chief, chief saying, yeah, we're not abandoning anything. Uh, the crazy yeah. stops at the river, and it did. And so it's like the, the one official in all of St. Paul who doesn't need to be flushed out of office. And seeing how some of the burbs, Egan, in your case, uh, Maple Grove, kind of said, yeah, take it elsewhere, not here. And, and I think that has to reflect the will of an awful lot of people in the uh, suburbs oh. of the Twin Cities who are saying, we, we don't need this here. This is, this is what we're trying to get oh. away from. Oh, yeah, that uh, 100%. They, uh, people here don't – they. They understand what happened to George Floyd. George Floyd was evil. It was just, it was no other term for it. And nobody, nobody deserves to be killed for passing a fake $20 bill. But you can't fight evil with evil. It yep. just doesn't work. And so yep. uh, they, they want, the, they want the, uh, the word to get out that don't come here to riot. You can come here and exercise your First Amendment right to protest. Super. We'll even help you do that. But if yep. you come here to tag... Uh, graffiti-wise, uh, our, our property, our city property, that's just wrong, and we, and we can't accept that. Doug, well, let's, uh, how can, uh, first of all, let's, let's tell us, uh, give the voters out there who may not have heard about you so far uh, a sense of why, why, why people should pay attention to your campaign and think about voting for you here this uh, coming November. I was just at a breakfast for the uh, for uh, Republican women's thing this morning, and one of the things that uh, I, I did in my life was I spent 29 years in the Army, and I took an oath to protect the Constitution. Yep. And I don't see our people doing that. Very few people understand that the oath that uh, military officers take isn't to any individual. It's to the Constitution of the United States. Yep. And so I was I was talking about that a little bit. And we have to protect the Constitution. That's where our rights come from. That's where our rights come from, the God. But, but the, the Constitution protects us from our government. And we're not seeing that happen right now. By the uh, way, there's certain. Yes, sir. We absolutely aren't. And, and by the way, I'm absolutely overjoyed to hear a, a, a candidate say, yeah, rights come from God. That's absolutely true. You bet you're a former military person, as you point out, 29 years uh, in the uniform. And Governor Waltz, of course, spent some time in the in the Army National Guard. He was an NCO by all by many accounts, uh, served uh, perfectly capably. But his response to Mayor McDreamy about the guard saying, "Well, they bunch of nineteen year old cooks, and you got to have a plan." No, not all guards. The guard are just not not something you can just drop in there. Was that not the most passive aggressive abdication of responsibility you have ever heard? I'm not a form, I'm not a veteran, and I thought, good God. What is what? What was that, uh, Doug Wilts? I'd love to get your opinion on that briefly. Uh, I, I wish I could tell you what that was. I can't tell <laughs> you, uh, but it was um, there. You know, there. I think we've started to see it. We started to see it during the during the riots, and we're going to see it even more. 
there's going to be a, there's a lot of finger pointing going on. No, it wasn't my fault. No, it was his fault. No, you know, there's there's just going to be this huge finger pointing circle going on, and nobody's going to take responsibility. And we have to have that in government. Our government, our state government, has to take responsibility for things. Uh, we have in the uh, the health and uh, human the uh, health department. $400 million in waste, fraud, and abuse, and nobody's taking responsibility for that. The same people that did that are still there. They're in different jobs, but they're still there, and that's wrong. Yep, uh, there's never any real accountability, and that's what happens when you get single-party systems running things, like Minneapolis and St. Paul, and really, over the course of 12 years now, way too much of the executive branch in the state, which is why we need to retake the Senate and bring some accountability yes. back. And and. The road to retaking the Senate runs through District 51. Doug Willits, uh, sorry about the mix-up in the schedule earlier. During campaign season, it happens more often, I'd like to admit. We're going to have to get you on the show again here for a full hour to talk about Egan politics if uh, your people will allow you to get off the street enough to do that. Is that kosher? Oh, yeah. We can, we can do that. Um, what the, that's not what, an what, issue. What, what's your website, Doug? I'm going to get that posted at shotinthedark.info. Uh, it's uh, willits4mn.com. And it's W-I-L-L-E-T-T-S-F-O-R-M-N.com. I am posting and it at shotinthedark.info even as we speak. Doug Willits, thank you. Uh, we'll have you on again here shortly uh, before too terribly long as we uh, turn the corner, get past the primaries and into the home stretch here. Great to have you here. Stay uh, healthy out there and uh, oh, yeah. try not to. Uh, I suppose it's no worse than, uh, than, than, than PT at Fort Leonard Wood. Could it be? I, nope. I can't imagine it's worse <laughs> than that out there. No, I just got to drink lots of water. Absolutely. Uh, Doug Willits, thanks for joining us here. We'll uh, do this again soon. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go know. I'll be right back. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that I don't have a script? I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue 
to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rec Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot is 